With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I, I don't want to get too far away from it. We have to get to the Yankee stuff, but just real quick. I understand the, want, the desire to protect your family. I understand that. And finding out your name was on a list of, of celebrities that people wanted to burgle their house. I just I like get the term it. burgle. I get But 10 armed guards around your house, that's a little excessive, I think. For guys, these are smash and grab guys. I, I you know, ten got ten armed guards. I mean, that's like I don't think the president travels with ten armed guards. What happened to the good old fashioned barbed wire? <laughs> uh, people can get around that. You can clip the barbed wire now very easily. 
But they're, they're trying to do smash and grab. Nah, nah. Barbara, you're not smashing. It's, it's also it's also it. not it's also not as uh, visually pleasing as a big guy in a suit carrying a carrying a gun that That's you can true. see. What about lasers? Uh, oh, laser guns? That might work. What about the crowbar? Uh, the crowbar always comes in handy. Yeah, the crowbar is You real. show a robber the crowbar. That's so nice. They're running like hell. That's so 1978, the crowbar. All right, the baseball start, bat. What about the baseball you bat? You start shaking a musket at him. <laughs> what do you need guns for? No, I'm not saying you have to shoot at them. I'm just saying you're holding up a musket. Come in here. This baseball bat's going in your face. I- <laughs> It was signed by Sammy Sosa. But you don't need it when you have 10 armed guards walking around. Like You you, you would look at LeBron That's James' a compound, house and you would man. say, is this like you, that would like in, in a movie where the bad guy... Yeah, it's like you're running you the Carter in, in New Jack City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we got to be able to sneak in and... and, and Get the you know get the general's kidnapped daughter who is very attractive from the bad guy. Yeah, I who, know. It was, was we were celebrating the the release of Commando. <laughs> what was that yesterday or the day before? I get it. I know where you're going. That's, I bet that's what LeBron's house looks like. Everybody <laughs> ten guys sitting around. What's the buy-in for their card game? Uh, what do you got, Golden? His phone? house is like Johnny Tapia's in Bad Boys Two. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, let's meet a couple of Yankee fans, shall we? The first one we're going to meet is a guy who has gotten all kinds of viral attention because of what we've seen over the course of today. A Yankee fan put on social media video of one of the plays from the Yankee game where the Yankees scored runs. I, I I can't tell what play it was, but Yankee fans are celebrating, so it's some kind of, of play where they scored a run last night. Could have been and your Voight triple? It could have been the Voight triple. It could have been judges. It could have been anything. And this is in the left field bleachers where you see the video, and I tweeted it out at How About a Fresca. There's a Yankee fan with a beer in his hand, and they're celebrating the play, and he just decides to throw a full beer at the A's fan who is in the row below him and two fans over. He just throws the beer at him just because he's an A's fan, and he felt like doing that. Disposable income right there, buddy. Uh, number one, that's a waste of 15 bucks. Number two, I, you know, I, I, for every time I want to defend a fan base on things, things like this happen. And this is not just a Yankee thing. This mainly, when I saw this happen, I, you know, and I see the fan, and you know what? God bless the A's fan because he turned around, obviously knew he was outmanned, outgunned, outnumbered, outplanned. He was out everything. He turned around, looked very upset, but didn't retaliate, probably because he didn't know who did it. The A's found this guy, and they gave him all kinds of – they said, hey, can you help us find this fan from last night? And we really want to help him hook him up. We feel awful with what happened to him in the, in the stands last night. And they found him through social media. People looked and said, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. And the guy lives in New York. He's an A's fan. He wore his A's, fan to the game, uh, A's jersey to the game. And so the A's are hooking him up with tickets and a bunch of swag. There you go. New York resident named John Spencer. They not, found him. Dry. Not that John Spencer. No. Not the West Wing John no, Spencer. No, not that guy. Yeah. Now Dry, the Oakland native and current New York resident, will be sending John a care package and will host him at a game next season. Now, that's awesome. And look, like I said, there is many things you can say about the Yankee fans. And this is a lot of Yankee fans, unfortunately. Hey, look at that guy. Let's throw beer at him because he's an A's fan. I mean, that's Yankees fan. But there's other fan bases that have the same thing happen to them. It's not just unique to the Yankees. It's just everybody that's out here tonight. But I will say this. This is the most important thing I've learned about where to sit in a baseball game or a football game. If you are rooting for the other team, do not sit in the bleachers. 
It is not as patrolled as the other areas. Things get crazy. People are together. It's the, it's the cheap seat, so it's where people get in who want to get in and drink and, and, and cause problems. Do not sit in the bleachers if you are wearing the jersey of the opposite See, team. historically, that's don't actually the opposite. I, don't, don't I just don't there. think they were anticipating. I mean, in the end, the, he didn't get punched out. Five guys didn't jump him and start beating him. It was literally just. So he a, should be. Oh, no, you, no, 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 no. Be happy you escaped no, from getting but, a beer no, thrown No, but at the you. point is this: that when it, there's probably not a lot of A's fans, right? There's not critical mass. No. In terms of having extra security, so there is something to what you're saying. I was in the bleachers, Red Sox, Yankees. There were 20 security guards in my section, ready for whatever the hell was going to happen. So you you have different uh, events where where it's going to be patrolled and and staffed differently in Chicago. Certainly there's plenty of security in the bleachers. Look at look I at I mean all, come on there's no fighting at, in the bleachers. Look at <laughs> Look at all the things you see where things happen in, in stadiums, right? When fans get in fights. Where do they all happen? In the bleachers or up really really high near the top of the stadium. That's where everything happens. In the bleachers or up high near top. If you're going to go on route for the other team, Spend extra money. Go buy better sit, tickets. Is that and, what you're saying? Sit where it's safer. Go no, find Marlins sit, man and hang out with him. Sit where it's safer. Don't wear your gear in the bleach. It, it's it's you're just. I'm not saying you're asking for trouble, but you're really tempting. No, fate. but you def, definitely have to be aware of your surroundings and what's going to happen. In this case, he didn't go swinging. Smart move on his part because even the innocent bystanders might not be so innocent when it's all said and done. And if if fists start flying, but. I don't know. I, I'd say you sit where you're going to sit and where your budget allows you to. Just keep your head on a swivel. Meanwhile, there's this Yankee fan. This video coming to us via Barstool Sports. This is from a bar in Boston. And I think it's last night. And, of course, the Red Sox big theme song has been Sweet Caroline for a long time right now. They do it seventh inning stretch. It's a big deal. I kind of like Caroline. the Elvis version a little better, the live version. Oh. But, you know, Neil Diamond is, is a classic. See, I love the Neil Diamond version. And then it became all popular. Now it's like I can't love it anymore because I loved it before the Red Sox made it their well, song. Well, you loved it back when Beautiful Girls was. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, and even before then. I love Sweet Caroline. But now it's become the Red Sox song, so i got to find something else. So this is at a bar. They're playing Sweet Caroline, and the voice you're going to hear is a Yankee fan who has an incredibly crazy look on his face, almost like what you would expect Michael Myers' face to look like if you ever saw it in Halloween. And here's his reaction as he hears Sweet Caroline being played at the bar. That guy had the devil's play, eyes, man. Play it again. Wait, play it again. I want to hear it again. <laughs> he goes, Black this song. <laughs> and he's got a look that, I mean, no, that's he's a scary mur- murderous, man. <laughs> he's just yelling, Blank this song. Yankees baseball. Not Yankees, just Yankees baseball. He may have been a little overserved. Uh, that's a guy I, I I wouldn't have done that in a. In a no, you wouldn't have spilled the beer on him. Bar. No, I I would. No, I don't know that I would have done that because I think the the sheer numbers in a Red Sox bar. Did you see that guy? He just made fun of Neil Diamond. Let's go take care you, of him. You think anybody's going up to that guy? Vote Quimby. I think that's the. If you're gonna say blank this song, then you got to look murderous. No, I, I think I think I, he was safe. I think if you had like a like three or four people and go up to him, yeah, you'd because he looked like he while he looked crazy, he also looked like if you pushed him a little bit, he would just like fall over. Oh yeah, he looked he looked like he was ready to 
ready but to I, get after it right there. I got a lot of respect for a guy yelling, blank this song. <laughs> One more time, tight shit. One more time. See, that's every Yankees fan. That is every Yankees fan. They wish they were that cool. <laughs> no, not everyone's that, quite that uh, hard-ass and, quote, cool. That's two Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one Zima. Uh, 877 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We told you last night and the night before and the night before that, when it was when it first came out, the Dodgers were going with Hunjin Ryu in game one over Clayton Kershaw. Let's take that conversation in a little bit of a different direction mm-hmm. because we told you why this was a great move. Layoff of Clayton Kershaw, you've relied on him so much mentally over the last six years, and it hasn't worked out because he just hasn't been that great in the playoffs. He's been okay, but he hasn't been regular season, Clayton Kershaw. And six years, you've not gotten where you needed to get because you relied on him. So let's try something new. And if this is the beginning of, hey, we're looking at life beyond Clayton Kershaw, trust me, it looks okay. You have a couple of pitchers who are really good now. Ryu is really good. Walker Bueller is a star. Clayton Kershaw this year was the third best pitcher on the Dodgers. If you're pushing him to game two, that's fine. And if this pisses off Kershaw and he wants to leave after this year, trust me, life without him will be fine. You'll take that $30 million, reinvest it into either re-signing Machado, getting Bryce Harper, whatever you want to do. You will be fine without him. But from a perspective on this series, look at it from where you're sitting right now, why this was the right move with Ryu. Even if the Dodgers lost tonight, let's say Ryu comes in and he gives up six runs early and the Braves win. The Braves are now looking at Clayton Kershaw in game two. And all their momentum is stopped with, oh boy, now we got Kershaw and likely we're looking at evening up this series and going back tied one apiece and the Dodgers get back in the series. All that play, the, the Braves wouldn't be able to play downhill after night one. It's not like it would be, hey, we just beat Kershaw. That mental weight is is lifted right off us and now we're swinging freely at Ryu even though he's been really good at home. The confidence level of the Braves is stemmed and staunched a bit because they know we're facing Kershaw in Game 2. And meanwhile, for the Dodgers, no matter what, Kershaw in Game 2. If Ryu loses, hey, we got the guy there that's been there before that can stop this and knows we have to get this win going back to Atlanta. And if Ryu wins, suddenly the Braves are going, oh, man, oh, man, we're we're going home. We we couldn't get a run on the board here against Ryu, and now we got Kershaw in Game 2. It's going to be two-zip before we can even look up, and the series is over. From a baseball standpoint, it's not just about mentally with Kershaw and moving on, because that's a big part of it, but that's a big part for this series, too, is saying, okay, let's play it out this way. And the best part is that if Ryu got drilled in Game 1 and Kershaw was great in Game 2, they would both be going on normal rest for Game 5. That's a big thing. Right. Both that was part of the, the setup. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big – you could say, okay, you know what? Sorry, Ryu, you'll, you'll start Game 1 of the next round. You know, whatever it is, you'll start game one. That's fine. But we'll get Kershaw in game five back at home. I mean, that, that that gives you so much more flexibility by doing it that way. All those things lay into it. It was a gutsy decision by Dave Roberts. It was the right decision Monday. It was a right decision Tuesday. It was a right decision Wednesday. It's the right decision now.
Yeah, I mean, you certainly have the optics of it, and everybody was waiting on Clayton Kershaw to just come out and start spewing profanity. Overall, I'm sure he wasn't happy. I'm sure, you know, when we talk about baseball history and the way things have always, quote-unquote, been done, well, we're already turning that on its head with bullpenning and some of these new innovations and, you know, exit velo and all these different random stats. Oh, don't forget my yeah, favorite launch, launch angle. angle. Don't forget launch, launch yeah, angle. you got to have it too high. Yeah, yeah. But do you also have the, the idea that your ace – your traditional ace and your your face has to start game one. You know what? You have an opportunity here, again, setting the rotation and then just playing the hot hand. You have the opportunity with a guy like Ryu who's just been absolutely lights out at Dodger Stadium. Why would you not pitch him? 1.15 ERA and Kershaw there, game two against Anibal Sanchez. I think I like my chances. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It is over at Chavez Ravine, and a decision that was right on Monday, and we told you it was right. It was right on Tuesday when it was explained. It was right on Thursday, which was tonight. It was right Wednesday, if you watch The Godfather. See what I did there? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that's good. Hyunjin Ryu starts game one for the Dodgers against the Braves. He's I know many people were nervous. Yes, he is. Many people were nervous. Dodger fans are going, boy, is this the right call? How is Clayton Kershaw not pitching game one? We told you it was the right decision because Ryu has been awesome at home all year long. He has been awesome in September. Clayton Kershaw, the fact of it is, he's the third best pitcher on the Dodgers now. I know he has been the best pitcher in baseball, but this year he's the third best pitcher on the Dodgers. This was the right move. Tonight, Ryu, seven innings, four hits, no runs, eight strikeouts in a virtuoso performance. And oh, by the way, when you get back by 45,000 home runs, you're going to pitch pretty well. High ball, right center field, way back there, and it is gone, a home run. Jock Peterson, who hit eight leadoff home runs during the regular season, starts off the National League Division Series with a big blast. Another one. The 1-0 is a fly ball. Into center field. Going back is in Ciarte at the wall. He looks up, and it's a three-run home run for Max Muncy. And the Dodgers take a 4 to nothing lead. Another one. And there's a shot well hit to left center field. It is on its way, and it is gone. Third home run of the night for the Dodgers. Hernandez, who hit 21 during the regular season. Dodgers lead 5 to nothing. And another one. Here's Tebow. Oh! <laughs> it's a game! It is! What a special moment for Tebow. There it is! <laughs> uh, Dodger Radio Network on the call. AM 570 here in Los Angeles. A home run party for the Dodgers, and they beat the Braves 6 to nothing. Not the night that Mike Fultonavich expected in game one, but... Well, he kept going back to his notes, and he still had no solution. Yeah, well, you know... He went back, he was looking at all the splits, all the, all right, when I'm ahead in this count, what do I do? And I think, still, just awful. Throw Terrible the ball. Showing. Throw the ball. So the Dodgers win, and now this is where it becomes even more of a right decision to push Clayton Kershaw to game two. Because now, the Braves are looking at game two as... We have to climb an even steeper mountain. If Kershaw beats them in game one, 
They'll walk away because, look, the Braves are young in the playoffs. They know Kershaw. They would say, you know what? We lost to Kershaw game one. There's no shame in that. Now we got to get business done before we go back home. We got Ryu. He's been good, but he's not Clayton Kershaw. Instead, now the Braves are going, man, we just got blanked, didn't score any runs, and now we got to get over on Kershaw for game two. This is really, really going to be tough, and the Braves are going to be out of this series before they even really begins. I mean, can, certainly, yes. Could they go home down two zip, win two games, and come back? But you get down two zip, and you're a young team that way. I mean, how much longer are you really going to stick around? It usually does uh, work out that the experienced team, and we talk about the Dodgers, six straight Western division titles get this close this close my fingers really close together talking about possibly winning the world series uh a you darvish away from the world series <laughs> as cubs fans listening to the show uh on wckg in chicago just started uh throwing things as well <laughs> thinking about you darvish uh this moment uh yeah frostberg thank you for uh waving to me just now i appreciate that uh, but they've been there. You've got guys that are that are playoff tested and battle tested through this. And Clayton Kershaw, as much as he may say, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, he's gritting his teeth and he's cursing between uh, pursed lips uh, as he gets ready for his start tomorrow. And that going against him is going to be next level. Watching the intensity that he brings out. This is. We'll, we'll watch playoff Kershaw, and we'll all be sitting on the edge of our seats, right? Because we know how it's gone in seventh innings past. Mm-hmm. But now it's the early part of that game of, you know, what kind of fire he comes out with. But what if they do go up 2-0, it, it's curtains. It's curtains. Young team doesn't respond well to that. They'll say, ah, we were happy to get there. We're ahead of our time. The timetable was two years from now and blah, blah, blah. All those talking points get resurrected, and the Dodgers – continue unabated towards the another date in late October. Now let me throw this at you. Yeah, please do. Let let let's let's amp things up a bit with Kershaw getting ready to go, the fire yeah. getting hot for the Braves. The loser goes in the fire. The loser let, may go let, in let the fire. Let me amp things up for sure. you. Sure. <laughs> We've debated the, the last couple nights about how you were going to look back and see this is the moment where the Dodgers begin to move away from Clayton Kershaw. And yes, right now it's relying on him in the playoffs like they have in the past. Hoping to light a fire under Kershaw. Maybe he pitches better. This is the postseason. It didn't work the last six years, so we're trying things a little bit differently. I get that. But let me throw this at you. The Dodgers' plan is twofold. To move away from Clayton Kershaw for now, to try to jumpstart him for this last playoff because their ultimate goal is is to push Clayton Kershaw out to get him to opt out of his contract at the end of this season. Let me throw that out there because they know exactly what this is going to do to Clayton Kershaw. Is this going to make him happy? No, it's going to piss him off. It's going to really piss him off. And now the Dodgers have realized in the last two years, they won the NL West going away when he was hurt for a large part of the season. They won 92 games this year where he was their third best pitcher. Maybe finally they're coming around to what I said, started saying 18 months ago, and that's you got to look at a future without him. He's over 30. He's got a bad back. Do you really want to be hooked into him for another $30 million for each of the next two years after this? The Dodgers doing this specifically two-pronged attack for the playoffs now 
and to get him to opt out or to push him to opt out to make it seem like it's his idea that I should leave the Dodgers. Obviously, I'm not the guy there anymore. They got other young pitchers that they would pitch instead. In fact, I, I'd be willing to bargain with you that they would start if, – if Walker Bueller didn't have to pitch the play-in game, they would say, Clayton, you're going to pitch game three in Atlanta. Forget, you know, we're going we're gonna to go the first two in game two. Ryu's going to go game one. He's great. Bueller's been fantastic. We'd rather have you start in Atlanta where you have a lot of experience. I, I guarantee you that's what the Dodgers would have done. Man, I love your you like that, huh? theories. You're just trying to throw up some, some hot takes and get some people fired up here uh, on this Thursday night. At How About a Fresca on Twitter, find me over at Swollen Dome. Uh, you know what? With the way Bueller's pitched down the stretch, could certainly see it, but there there's something to be said for having the longevity and history of Kershaw coming in the number two, especially coming off the, this kind of euphoria of the start you got from Ryu tonight, and that you can capitalize on that in front of the home crowd. As much as you may say, hey, the young pitcher like a Bueller needs the the home crowd. I'm of the belief he, you know what you, you don't know what you don't know <laughs> at that age, mm-hmm. and you're just going out and you're dealing. One way or another. With Kershaw, I think be having the, the Dodger fans behind him is an important one for this run. And if they win it all, or as Frostburg's in my ear going, when they win it all, that they come calmer heads prevail because you have plenty of money to spend. Okay, this, this is not a cash-strapped team. We're not talking about having to go to bullpenning at any point with the Dodgers based on payroll dynamics like we had in Tampa and like you'll see in probably a few other major league cities this coming year. No, uh, they they have a couple of brinks trucks ready to roll things out. And Kershaw, I think there's there's something to be said for getting him through, as we talked to Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times last night, of making sure he stays a Dodger. Because as you get older, you know, it's hard. You know, pride screwing with you in terms of whether you're still the number one guy or not. And that's something pay, that, that Peyton... Uh, Clayton is going to have to reconcile in his own mind. But the idea being that I, th- I think he sees where this team could now, it doesn't have to be on his shoulders. For how many years was it where you didn't have a number two, time. you didn't have a number three, you didn't have anything. I think he's probably looking at this as much as he wanted the start in game one, looking around going, we actually have a team that can contend for a long time. I hear Bill Plasky when he talked about, hey, the Dodgers ownership wants Clayton Curry. It's a big deal for them. You know, they haven't had, they only had one guy going to the Hall of Fame being a Dodger uh, for his whole career in the past 30 years. All the other guys are Brooklyn. They have different uh, things and, and, and different paths, and, and they don't go in just as Dodgers all along. I get that, but this is modern baseball. This is baseball in 2018 and beyond. This is what's the best way for us to win and keep winning over the course of the next few years. Is that continuing to rely on Clayton Kershaw? Hey, it's great. He'll probably go into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger, but you know you're pissing him off by starting him in game no, two. No, sure, but he doesn't have you to be. You know you're pissing him off. But here's the thing. is He doesn't have to lift this team on his shoulders like he used to in the past. right? You're not relying on him. He's now a, a second or third cog in a pretty well-oiled machine. That's a pretty good advantage to be working from. Hey, Clayton, even if he's 90% of his former self, the money's immaterial. It's not your money. It's still getting spent. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline, 
CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. What's happening, Jay? What's going on, guys? But we're watching this game, and I'm watching Andrew Luck do his best work from down 21 points, and it's not enough. And, you know, the Josh Gordon era, however long it lasts, is finally here. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, slow start, but contributed, you know, made some big plays there towards the end. And, you know, look, New England's going to be a little bit too much for a lot of teams on the on the offensive side of the ball, and that, that was the case tonight. Um, you know, I give the Colts a lot of credit that they're racking up moral victories to some degree, <laughs> you know, and that's not going to do a whole lot uh, in the short term. But I think long term for Frank Reich, it bodes well. You know, and even the way they lost last week, I, I was in real time and, and to this day a fan of what he tried to do there and mm-hmm. playing for the win. Because let's face it, they're not they're not going to face a tiebreaker with Houston for a playoff seed. You know right. what I mean? Whether it was a tie or a loss or a win, ultimately um, that game wasn't going to be a difference maker. And I understand the mentality of we played a win, so let's go, you know, and put it in Andrew Luck's hands and convert this fourth and two and beat these guys you know, with a minute left in overtime or whatever. So I, I like what he's building there, and they had no business really even being in that game tonight. They almost didn't field the full roster, you know? I mean, they're, they're, they're that decimated. Right. And and that had no business being a one-score game as late as it was, and, and ultimately Cream Rose and New England covered and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I like what's going on there with Andrew Luck and the Colts. You know, what is it? Nobody, I mean, yes, we see a lot of times a team gets up big, Somebody can put up garbage points, a quarterback. But Andrew Luck has turned this into an art form, Jason. They get down 21, and that's when he really gets to work. And he looks so comfortable in the pocket when he's down three scores. Yeah, I mean, and some of that in the past has to do with I've found that he has a tendency to throw an interception late in the first half or early in the second half that often contributes to that multiple-score deficit. Um, You know, and and again, in this one, I I can't put – I can't put much on him. And, and look, if, if New England catches a few balls for Tom Brady, it probably is that, you know, 52-27 route or whatever that some people thought this could be because obviously time, extra possessions, and the scoreboard were all affected by balls bouncing off people's hands. Heck, if, if Edelman catches that little sort of flare down sure. the sideline early on, you know what I mean? We might have been on our way to, you know, 28 nothing at the half. Um, and, and and even with the full complement of players, New England, I'm sorry, Indianapolis was not going to be a great defensive team. But then when you take somebody like you know Hunt, who'd been really getting after the quarterback, and Darius Leonard, who'd been playing really good football, when you take them out of this this lineup for any any you know portion of time, the margins get super slim. Five hundred touchdown passes now, Tom Brady, as Josh Gordon evades the. The grabs and the clutches coming across the field uh, in front of two defenders. I like the Sony Michelle story better. Uh, but yeah. Tom, Tom Brady in his 500th career touchdown pass, uh, and now that that deep ball, and, and even Gronkowski. Now they're lying about his injury status. It's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, look, um, this is who they're going to have to be. The defense is not going to be uh, super stout. They're going to struggle to maintain a pass rush. Um, you know that they, they, they got to hope to just be quasi competent on that side of the ball and have the offense compensate. And they're not alone in that. I mean, that's that's who the Steelers have to be. Um, a lot of people are talking about Kansas City as the class of the AFC, and rightfully so. That's who they have to be. Um, you know, Jacksonville's the opposite. Jacksonville's offense doesn't really scare good teams, but the defense can scare anybody. And 
you know, that conference in particular isn't isn't uh, overloaded with with you know uh, totally complete mega teams or anything close to it. So the, the Patriots are starting to feel who they are and know who they are, and that's going to mean you know capitalizing on most of our chances offensively. And when you put an Edelman in the slot, and, and he was a little sloppy today, but he will get better. And you now have Gordon on the outside, and you have Gronk, a move tight end, who you could put in the slot on the other side or outside or whatever, and you sprinkle in just a little bit of Dorsett and Hogan as that speed guy who, when they really want to go two or three verts, you at least have a burner who can get downfield. Now, <laughs> Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady can, can sit back and start to carve you apart, and, and the real key has been the run game the last two weeks and I'm able to get chunk yards on the ground now um, with the rookie running back and you still have white in the screen game I mean <laughs> you know again they don't drop two balls for Brady he, he completes at least one of those drives for a touchdown you know the numbers look even more gaudy so I, I think that's who they are and that's who they have to be Jason Lockin, for a CBS Sports NFL Insider with us here on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, you, you said the Magic 2 teams a couple seconds ago because i got to be honest, first five weeks of the season, there is no game I want to see more than Jacksonville and Kansas City. Ken, is this best offense in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes against the one defense I think can slow him down. This is just fascinating, and I don't even need the Jalen Ramsey-Tyree Hill back and yeah. forth. Just what's going on the field is incredibly fascinating. Yeah, my, my, my buddy Bart Scott used to say it all the time, styles make fights, you know, and, and that's what, what this really sets up to be. And, and I, you know, I think it'll live up to it. Uh, that there's enough individual talent that will be matched up on one another um, that uh, I, I think will make this something close to must-see TV for sports fans. It may be a snapshot and precursor of the AFC Championship game. And... Uh, you know, you've got sort of the duality of uh, what can we see Mahomes do under pressure. We got the first taste of that at mile high, and to me, he aced that test. And then what can Blake Bortles do with a million years to throw the football, which, you know, is usually what he needs. And, and D. Ford's starting to show a little pass rush for the Chiefs. Um, and Justin Houston can still rev it up every now and again off the other side, but let's face it, that's a pretty toothless, punchless defense that's given up a lot of points and a lot of yards, and we're not talking about it or harping on it because the offense has overcome it. But overcoming it against Jacksonville um, is going to be incredibly difficult. So, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, you know, that that's, that's uh, they're playing again in January. I don't know that any of us are going to be surprised. Last one for you, Jason. Uh, Wink Martindale, the former game show host, now defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. comparing Baker Mayfield to Favre and Elway. Um, I'll just lob that up and let you go. <laughs> yeah, look, you, you know how it is. I mean, you you want to show complete respect for your opponent, and that's a defense that's riding incredibly high right now, and he doesn't want them to fall in love with their press clippings or think that this one's you know, going to be easy, and let's just roll the balls out there and go, um, because that's not how this league is. And Baker Mayfield is super athletic, and he's flashed a lot of good stuff. Um, but, you know, right now the Ravens are, are really uh, <laughs> they're bringing in on defense, and they get the guy who's been their best corner for the last decade, Jimmy Smith, back from a suspension. And, and not that they don't need him, but he might not even be on regular reps because that's how good everybody else is playing right now. Um 
So, yeah, uh, the, the Ravens have only allowed nine points in the second half all year. That's fewest in the NFL. The league average is 45. They're averaging 3.9 yards allowed per play in the second half. The league average is 5.5. Um, so they're they're living right, um, and they're making great adjustments. And and you know, Wink is a big is has been a big part of that. So uh, we'll see. I think Baker will be better at home again, and you know, he'll have his feet under him, and he'll he'll give them uh, different looks inside the pocket and outside the pocket. But uh, that's a game the Ravens have to win, and I think they will win. Follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora. That's at Jason Lockenfora. Currently with CBS Sports, but expected to be named manager of the Orioles. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Anytime no, in the no, next no. couple of days. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. Thanks, we'll talk guys. to you next Thanks, week. Jason. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.